Hi, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am joined by Rhea Jane. She is the founder of Namo Padmavati, which is a VA firm based in Hyderabad, India. Rhea founded this company when she was just 20 years old. She's this. She's now about six years into the business, and she talks about her learnings and the evolution she's been through with her business. For her, the business, it's still small, but it's highly successful for her, and it's supporting her entire family. But now you can tell in her voice, she's just so excited about the opportunity, about the potential, and about the future for her business. She plans to get to 70 staff by the end of this year, which is really an exciting prospect for her. So it's a, it's an incredible podcast, uh, really interesting to see outsourcing from the perspective of India, from her perspective, from the way that she has learned about the industry, and of course, from the perspective of a young female in India finding her own way in entrepreneurship. It's a really great episode. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory. We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs, and we can help you too. We cover everything from offshore business and staffing strategy, optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you are already outsourcing, about to start, or are somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your offshore operations. The Outsource Accelerator Marketplace now covers over 3,000 outsourcing firms, representing a global workforce of over 5 million people. We also host this leading outsourcing podcast, publish inside outsourcing, and have over 15,000 pages of content on the site. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. Get in touch today. Visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Also, if you find this podcast interesting or valuable, please share it. We have now produced hundreds of episodes featuring the outsourcing world's most prominent luminaries. Please show your support by sharing this podcast today. So, Ria, I really want to learn about your outsourcing journey and your company, you are the founder of Namo Padmavati. Uh, it is a VA firm based in India. And we cover a lot of outsourcing. And of course, India is probably the, the biggest nation that does it. Uh, but we have Definitely. very few guests from India. So it's great to hear from you and hear your perspective on this booming industry. So so welcome. I suppose, Ria, um, do you want to give us a, a high-level overview of what Namo Padmavati is and, and your journey to this point now? Sure. Uh, so my journey, uh, I, you know, um, as I say always, I never wanted to start a company. I was always a nine-to-five girl 
who just wanted to go to job, come back and have a very nice work-life balance. But life had its way, you know, my parents got separated and I was left out to be the only breadwinner of the family and I, I had to do something. Uh, then, you know, that's when I started working in a very fast growing outsourcing company for about two years and I was the operations manager there. I started working when I was 18 and, uh, you know, all I used to do was client communication, hiring, firing, training the team and all of it. And then I was like, you know, I think it's time that I start my own. And when I was 20, I started Namopadmavati. It's a one-stop shop for all the non-core solutions for a company so that the company just, you know, like whatever, you know, whatever they're looking for, let that be web designing, let that be data entry, research or anything. They can get it at low cost and high quality. So that's the goal. And um, yeah, we have served about uh, 20 countries so far. So yeah. Well done. And so you started your business when you were 20? 19 and a half, 20, yeah. Congratulations. And, <laughs> you know, I, from what I read, you started it in about 2018. So Correct. is that, uh, so you're still super young, huh? Congratulations. I'm I'm 25 and uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. And what has the journey been like? Can you can you give us insight? How many staff do you have today? Like, how's the business going? Sure, uh, I have a team of 15 uh, full timers right now, and uh, I have about five to seven uh, freelancers. And um, yeah, so this is the team right now and we have tied up with companies. So we have a couple of companies who are, you know, who have hired from us full time and um, it's going good. Business is going good. We are seeing growth. Uh, we are actually, I mean, um, if, if you see in India, what we are earning right now, it's very different and it's, 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 a, it's amazing in India. And uh, you can live a luxury life in India with, with the earnings that we have today. And uh, plus our clients are happy, which is the most important, uh, you know, uh, thing for me. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, your initial objective was to really feed the family. And, and they say, you know, necessity is uh, one of the best motivators. But how is that going? Like, is, is your company at a scale where, you know, you're able to to sort of um, what like bring enough profit out of the company yes so necessity is the mother of invention i never wanted to start a business i had no idea how to get into this b2b world and how to find a client i i had to try a lot to understand where my clients are what should i talk how should i talk how should i improve my english so that people understand me when I got started, I still remember the first call that I had. I just disconnected because I got scared that I cannot speak in English. Maybe, you know, I, I just got very scared and, you know, I was like, oh, oh I, cannot, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. But eventually I had to take that call because nobody else is coming and taking the call for me. So that's how I got started. But today we are at a very good place. We have two dogs. We have a nice house. We have a car. We have all the basic necessities. Plus we are living the life that... Uh, you know, uh, that, that that's that's good. That's, you know, that's that's mm. healthy. So, yeah, I mean, it's touch wood, but Namo Padmavati is kind of, you know, it, it's like my baby. It's, it's you know, we're taking care of the baby and the baby is kind of making us happy. <laughs> well, 
Well done. So you've got about sort of 15 to 20 staff. And for an outsourcing firm, that's a pretty small firm. But for a, for a, for a business, it's actually, you know, pretty significant. And it's good. You know, a lot of the kind of U.S. businesses, they, they might scale a lot faster. They might get bigger in terms of total revenues. But there are so many startups that don't make money that are, you know, require external funding to get going and even in outsourcing. So it's incredible that you could start the journey. You were only 20. You're still only in your mid-20s. You went through that learning curve and bravery curve of having to reach out to people and propose business, win business, and then, you know, you're, you're, um, you're doing well. So congratulations. Um, and can you give us insight into where you are, where you're based, and sort of the context of India, your province, um, and what is outsourcing in the context of, of that region of India? Sure. So I am based out of Hyderabad. It is, it is the southern city. It's the capital city, uh, you know, of the state Telangana. And, you know, uh, yeah, me being from India is still a little problem because not every American trusts an Indian. Uh, everybody wants to go and, you know, uh, everybody wants to hire somebody from Philippines because their English is better, their quality is better, they are not tagged as scammers. So, uh, you know, in every which ways, uh, India, you know, at times, their people consider that, oh, no, I don't think so, I can trust an Indian. So for me to beat this, uh, you know, for me to kind of create a demand and make them understand that not every human is the same, not every... Indian is a scammer. It was it it, it 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 was a journey. I had to you know um, it took me some time, but there was not a single month where uh, we did not make profit, or it was not a it it, it, is, a, it is a completely bootstrapped company. We I just started with a laptop and an internet connection. So uh, and uh, now you know everybody reaches out. Like most of our old clients reaches out again and they're like, hey, Ria, can you do this for us? And if you can't do this for us, can you get me somebody who can get the job done? Um, mm-hmm. So we have created that sort of a brand and we have, you know, but still it's 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 a long way to go. Um, so, yeah. And Hyderabad yeah. is, it is like the tech hub, isn't it, of the, of the country? Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. But I don't and- have, I don't serve any local clients though. It's, it's completely North America. Australia, Europe. Sure. And so what are you like what is it like employing there in the Philippines now actually? There's such a demand for good staff that actually there's a pretty significant staff shortage. Uh, you know, it's probably quite similar in Hyderabad. Uh, outsourcing has been popular for many decades now. Uh, is there a good supply of staff or are you finding that it's hard to find the right staff? It is very good in fact. Um, you know, uh, most of my team work from office. We have a dedicated office and um, I have had people working from anywhere from 18 years old to 65 years old. And um, I mean, staff is amazing. All, you know, again, yeah, there might be that our English is not the best, but uh, the when it comes to work, I think, um, you know, we are, we are, uh, inheritedly tech savvy so that that shouldn't you know so it, it becomes easy so there's no problem with hiring stuff even tomorrow if if, if a company is like yeah can you please get me 300 people and we, we can get that done <laughs> and how have you found being a young very young 
female okay. founder in India, and then also one that you know you have to manage a lot of staff, a lot of personalities, a lot of different characters, and get them to perform. How have you found that within you know the context of India? It's difficult. I would not say that it has been a cakewalk because being an Indian girl, uh, managing the family, taking care of the employees, their salaries, taking care of your health and your dogs, and then you know all the other bills. It's not easy because India is, you know, not very progressive. We are reaching there. We are understanding, you know, how important it is that there are equal rights and so on and so on. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, but my mom has been very supportive. My, uh, uh, you know, I think that has been of great help to me. But uh, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of managing it all. <laughs> Congratulations! And what is the structure of the business like? You know, maybe are you still managing everything, or are you starting to build a bit of an executive team around you that then helps manage the people like recruitment and HR and operations and sales? Or is it all on your shoulders at the moment? I manage nothing. My only job is to get leads. Uh, I have made because I know that my, I know what my skills are. I know what I'm good at. I know that if I, I, I know that I can go and get a client, but I also know that if I sit and manage the client, I'm going to lose the client because that's not my expertise. I do not want to manage everything. I do not want to have that burden. Then I would not have room to grow. I would not have room to think outside the box and get new clients. I would not be able to do this interview with you today because if, if I would be so busy managing uh, you know, the team. So I have my sister, she's 20 years old and she's like, hey, Riyab, you know what? I, I, I love what you guys do and I want to join the company. So she joined us, I think, a couple of years ago and she is amazing with management. She can manage properly. She knows how to manage. She knows how to report. She knows, you know, how to make sure that the client is getting what, you know, everything that we promised. And so that's how we complement each other's skills. And we do have, you know, an HR person. We do have, we don't need a team right now. We do have, because we also outsource HR services for companies. We have an HR person who takes care of, you know, all these uh, side of the business. We have uh, somebody who takes care of our finances. Because I think that I cannot do, I cannot be everywhere. This is something that I've learned very early that, I don't want to be jack of all and master of none. I want to just focus on what I am really good at, which is lead generation, which is B2B lead generation. And even if I'm not good, I need to keep improving my skills because that's how business is going to sustain. And my sister is going to take care of operations and then there are people who are going to take care of the rest of the things. You sound, you know, incredibly astute, and, and I don't want to be con- condescending there, but you know, you're still relatively young and early into your commercial career, and you've done far more than most would have. You at your age, you said you were already managing operations when you were twenty, and of course, I assume you learned a lot there. But um, where are you, where are you building your sense of business and the business of doing business? Was your family always entrepreneurial? Do you listen to podcasts? How, did, how, how are you building that sense of um, knowledge about business? So um, it is on the job training. I, you know, I had to kind of, uh, you know, just, just get started, you know, uh, 
learn how to find clients learn how to uh, you know uh, take care of the business take care of your employees how to have a good everything everything is completely on the job training i have had a lot i have made a lot of mistakes you know i was uh, uh first earlier i was a micro manager i was like okay what's happening what's happening give me an update give me an update and then i've realized that it's not how it works i need to kind of let it go i think i'm not the right person to take care of you and so i think the only way that i've learned all of this is following some uh, great leaders and on the job training which is like going through it like on a daily basis and understanding what's correct and what's wrong right yeah and Incredible. to answer your question about the operations manager like you know i i was when i started when i was about 18 years old i did not have a uh, you know so much fun i was pushed into it because uh, i had to earn money and make sure that you know i'm 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 providing food on the plate so i just got started but i never you know i did not have a lot of fun in that 9 to 5 job and it felt like oh my god what's next oh my god when when do i go home i i used to wait when the clock used to tick like to 5 so it was difficult but um, uh, you know but then there then there was a day when i was like okay i think it's high time and i should get started and that's when i got started and what was your understanding of what outsourcing is because again i think this is a sort of younger generation thing um you know potentially people your parents age don't really kind of understand how Correct. you're getting work for someone sitting in the US um that Correct. it's kind of a freaky concept you know it wasn't around 20 30 years ago and so was it just obvious to you that this is out there that you know you just need to connect online get work and then you're off to the races like how what's the awareness of this outsourcing opportunity like in in and around hyderabad so people don't understand what i do they think that i am a you know i have done some really big uh, you know i have got some very nice degree and people don't understand the word outsourcing itself and not just my parents generation but also my friends when i'm like hey i am into outsourcing oh what what does that mean so this is the first question i get and people think that i am doing something really complicated but i know how you know i know what it is so uh, you know yes there is very less awareness only people who are freelancers or virtual assistants themselves understands what it is but uh, people don't get that okay there is also a way way where you can you know get business from us and help them you know get the job done uh, but yeah i mean it it takes i mean i think it's just that awareness is missing and uh, yeah i mean it's 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 not just for the parents but it's also for my friends it's also for people my sister younger sister who's not like the other one who's not working with us so i need to explain them that this is you know these things also happen people are looking out because they want good quality they want professionals they want you know reasonable prices and you know that's 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 where we come in Yeah it's fascinating isn't it and it, you know it is amazing I I live in the Philippines and despite it being the single biggest industry still the vast majority of people aren't really aware of this opportunity and yes if they know about outsourcing they kind of don't know how it works and it it's so important I think for everyone in these emerging markets like India and Philippines to kind of understand what outsourcing is and the economic opportunity that it brings you know I mean look at you you know obviously you've taken even a a sort of 
bigger plunge by opening your own business. But as you say, like you can be a freelancer, you can look for jobs online, and it's really it's really powerful. Profile off because and all my money was like in the account, and you know I was like, oh my god, what's next? I don't know. If my money is there, my clients are there. I don't know what to do. And that's when I realized I cannot be dependent on a third party platform. I need to create right. something on my own because, uh, you know, it, like literally they can, like, they can kick you out anytime they want. And that's when I started researching, understanding, learning what's next. I got introduced to LinkedIn. I started reaching out to people. I got first my, one of the biggest client uh, from LinkedIn and you know I, I understand I understood I tried understanding how the algorithm works what happens what sales navigator what you know how, how, how what, what is content marketing how should I create post what, what should I do and uh, I have about 10,000 followers I have got a lot of clients from LinkedIn and then next was what's next I cannot be dependent on LinkedIn because now everybody are coming on LinkedIn now it's it's you know people uh, the the returns or the conversions that I used to get last year, I'm not getting the same conversions this year because now everybody started using LinkedIn. What's next? Drip marketing campaign. All right, let's do drip marketing campaign. You, I, I, I researched about the tools, Woodpecker, what works for me, Lemlist or, you know, uh, Outreach, ben, what, what should I start? How should I source contacts? Like what kind of industries I should get in? Is it real estate? Is it hospital? Is it manufacturing? Who is looking for virtual assistance right now? And I don't want to sell hourly. I don't want to be like, hey, I'm looking for four or five hours a week. That's good. That's good for the business, you know. But my goal is to tie up with companies. My goal is to get companies who are looking for virtual assistance, executive assistance, marketing assistance in bulk. So we tied up with or this full company. Time least, yeah, like just, or uh, full, full time, time at least, exactly. Yeah. Yes, or full time at least. Uh, we we tied up with this company. We started with one employee, and today, you know, like we, I think last year we started with one employee, and now we have like about six six employees, and I get paid about thousand dollars per employee per month, which is still very reasonable for the US, but for us, it is amazing. I, I I'm just getting like six thousand dollars from one company. And in that $6,000, let's just say that my expenses would be $1,000. So $5,000 is like pure profit. And I this is my goal. My goal is to keep finding companies like this. I know AI is coming. I know there are going to be transformation. Uh, there are going to be transitions. Our jo jobs are going to go. But still, I need to reach out to Target. I need to reach out to markets where people are still looking for help and that's how I tried figuring out and I, I'm not, I don't say that I'm a b2b expert because I have been trying a lot of things I have done webinars I you know I have because to under, make people understand what I do and I've converted through webinars I have done google ads facebook ads instagram ads um, linkedin ads <laughs> I mean I've tried all the possible methods but obviously I'm still trying I have I have a marketing team. I have a content strategy team. I have, you know, all these people in place so that we keep building and we keep trying. And until we find a strategy, like a, a really great strategy, that's 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 the B2B world for me. And I, I enjoy doing this. I mean, this is something that I love. I love to, you know, uh, I love the journey on finding the person, finding the people. And once I find, I give it to my sister and I'm done. And then 
I, I find that fascinating. The journey, just the sort of journey of exploration you've been through, you know, you said uh, we did well out of LinkedIn, but now it seems flooded. I, I think that is the case for LinkedIn. And like any successful channel, everyone kind of loads in and then it becomes unsuccessful as, as a result. Um, and are you fine? So now you're trying email marketing, but I think that's always harder because you kind of like burn out domains and you have very low open and read rates and re response rates. But not so, really. Really? Not not right. no not really because okay, you should understand that we are not selling a high ticket service. We are not selling something which is very expensive. What we are selling is very affordable. What we are selling is something that people are looking for. So for my industry, email marketing works because of the way I reach out to them. Now, if I, I, I you know, I can kind of share some screenshots with you. I, I don't send a very, you know, I send a very simple email which says that, hey, this is what we do. And mm -hmm. our price starts at like $1.05. And if I send out 100 messages, I get 10 appointments uh, booked on my calendar. And out of 10, I can easily convert 7 to 8. So it is still good. Wow. I mean, I, I think email marketing is a really cool People think that it is exhausted. People, again, I'm just talking about my industry. I'm not talking about a person who's going to sell software and it's going to be the same because, again, there you have to introduce them to the product, create that demand, etc., etc. But here, people would love to hire you because you're providing services for cheap. They don't care. Like in, initially, they don't care about quality. They care about quantity. They care about uh, pricing, and that's how I got. Uh, very recently, I got a, a huge client for ChatGPT, and he pays me about um, three, four thousand dollars a month. And all I did was send an email to him and say that, "Hey, I'm my name is Ria Jane. I am a virtual assistant, and I have a, you know whatever it is." And he replied, "Okay, I want to test you on a project." I was like, "I'm ready to do a test. I I do all the tests for free. I provide each of each one of my client with a probation right, period right. of four or five hours. Like I you I don't want money. Just just try our services and you know no. And then that client is now one of our very nice client. You know, and that's amazing. So yeah, I mean, email marketing is not dead in outsourcing industry. Is what I feel." It's it's fascinating, and you're just so thorough at all of these channels. And of course, you know it seems that you're very, very good at. You know, there's a lot of bad emails out there, and and you're exactly you, you, yes. You see, the, the the detail is important, isn't it? How you write the emails, whether they're short, whether they're long, whether they're to the point, cool. and the request in the email. It's all so 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 critical. But in terms of your business, then, like if you've got, you know, if you can add seven clients from just one email blast what why are you not sort of into hundreds of staff are they kind of do they churn out after a while is the nature of a lot of the clients that they just sort of you know they kind of need staff for a month and then they don't need it after that um it, it would seem if you're able to sort of add seven clients and you'd be up to sort of hundreds of staff within you know within kind of 12 to 24 months sort of thing great that's that's a brilliant question, and uh, you know that's that's what my journey has been, because uh, to realize all of this, I I had you know I had to go through the first four three four years of my journey because that was only the learning period. That was the period where I was making lots and lots and lots of mistakes to understand what it is to upskill myself and 
I I have I mean it has been a journey where I was like oh my god okay so I need to do this to get this so it was the journey where I realized a lot of things where I made a lot of mistakes where I was not able to you know uh, uh uh understand how it really works so it took me a lot of time but now I feel that you know the last 6 months if 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 I opened my KPI sheet the last 6 months of how we got business versus the last 4 years it's different because now i i'm not just uh, upskilling myself but i'm also very mature about how important this business is is to me how i can grow so that is why if you see i i have had a very slow growth because i started young i had that young blood i was like okay okay we can do it maybe not you know there were tough days there were bad days there were horrible days there were good days but it took me a lot of while to figure out what i actually want to offer what i am good at because earlier i was a yes man i was like hey you want me to uh, you know do the transcriptions i'll do the transcriptions hey you want me to create a website i'll do a website without having a proper team without having a knowledge and that's how i learned a lot of things but now i think purely out of all my mistakes i think i understand how it really works and within the next one year my goal is to take this 15 to 70 employees and i'm going to do that yeah i think you will i think you will and i think it's important you become more sort of certain about what exactly you are offering like the value proposition Correct. how you're going to deliver it in the early period for for basically every business you're kind of hunting around in the dark and looking for product market fit and testing things and you've just been through an amazing business education but instead of having to go to university and pay thousands of dollars you're actually learning on the job which is really exactly really powerful yeah yeah so i have never had a college life and um, you know i i always used to you know f- uh, compare myself to others that hey she's uh, my friend is having a college life i'm not having a college life why am i into this trap why am i working while others are having fun but now i understand you know uh, so how important it is to go through all of that how important it is to start you know just start working and you know because uh, it took me a lot of time to reach here uh, but yeah that that's how it is uh, there are a lot of there were a lot of skills there were a lot of mistakes but i think that's what may what made me what i am today and how do you just sort of talking about salaries then what are, what are the typical salaries that you pay if if you don't mind you know and you don't need to say specifically about salaries you pay but typical in hyderabad then and i i assume you're dealing mainly with kind of uh, digital administrators kind of thing that's the typical role like so we what, have what does yeah, that role we, go for in hyderabad typically so we have about uh, uh two types of roles one is marketing and one is general so everything falls under you know these categories so for general i pay about 300 some dollars um you know us dollars we're talking about salary and general uh, marketing i pay about 400 450 right a month got it got it and then you typically charge them out at about a thousand bucks a month kind of thing including obviously all the facilities and hardware and oversight and hr and things like that yeah so um yeah i mean um Yes so what i do is yeah i charge them about 1000 to 1200 a month and um, for marketing i charge them a little more but yeah that's that's how it works well done well done and do you do you 
typically get clients wanting to know the salaries and then, you know, sort of diving deeper into your business by, um, by just sort of trying to unpick who gets what. Do you, do you find that clients sort of dive in and then that creates sort of complexity or people don't care as long as they're getting a great price and, and the results they want? People don't care. I mean, uh, you know, one of our biggest clients, he has, he does not even know how many people work, for, like what, what are the names of the people who work for him? They don't care about, they just want the job to be done. That's it. Right. Right. And they don't care. They don't, they don't know the staff because you're basically providing the deliverable as opposed to providing the actual staffing. Yes. So the only difference that I have to make it much more clear on my website as well is that we are not, uh, we are not like Upwork. We are not here to provide you with the stuff and, you know, just, 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 just get done. Here, the difference, the USB is that whatever your work is, we'll get it done. I am accountable. I am responsible for all the work that we do. And, you know, we make sure that whatever, uh, the work is, it is done in a way and uh, it is done and it is delivered to you. There might be people helping me, but I'll be accountable for all everything. So that that's that's the goal. And if you don't like the work, we don't take a penny. So that's that's our policy. So, yeah. Well done. Gosh. And that's, uh, um, yeah, really, really inspiring stuff. And so, so Ria, you're... You started as an employee, you know, six years ago and you were clock watching and couldn't wait to get out. So what is the difference between now being the employer and having to manage people and having to motivate those people? Uh, do you have sort of empathy for those that, you know, they're just kind of doing the job and then getting out as soon as the clock ticks over? Um, how do you how do you reflect on on that and that that difference that you've seen in such a short period of time in your own journey? That's a brilliant question. Yes. Uh, my, uh, you know, uh, my, I have two responsibilities. One is lead generation. One is taking care of my team like it's my family. So I go above and beyond. And, you know, there are a lot of people who say that, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. But for me, uh, my team is extremely important. I remember there was a time when, you know, one of our clients uh, screw, like was very what do you call uh, unpolitely uh, have scolded one of my team members and we and I immediately had to let go my client no matter what I'm earning if you cannot respect my team that's not going to happen I I may I motivate them I I you know I I make sure that the they don't feel like oh my god I have to stick till seven o'clock I'm like there's a simple policy get the work done you can leave the office I don't care I mean I'm not like please sit here for nine hours no just finish the work if you get finish the work in four hours, fair, you know, whatever the target is, whatever, you know, we just, our goal is to not have the client reply to us or ask us about something or ask us about what's happening. That's the only goal. So, you know, we, we, we make sure that uh, we are going out uh, every two, three months. We are having parties. We are having fun. We, you know, we are uh, getting to know about each other at a personal level. Hey, what's happening with your kid? How, you know, he's in fifth standard now. How, how was the reports? So making sure that we connect and we create that relationship 
and uh, make sure that they don't feel like oh my god i'm sticking and working here i don't want to work there's not i can guarantee that there's not even a person single employee that feels that i don't want to work here and they're just working for the salary so that's that's definitely not the goal we have a lot of one on one sessions we sit we talk about what's happening what's not working what's working and uh, you know you're not liking the work no problem let's change your uh, job description let's 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 try to find you something else that you will love so this is very important because i feel that my the first 10 people that i've hired they are going to create a foundation they are going to create a base uh, for the new employees that are going to come in so if my first 10 employees are not good enough if my first 10 10 employees are not strong then my the the new people who are going to come in they are not going to be good enough as well um, no matter how good their skills are but values for me values is something that plays a really important role so yeah and when you're you're building the early stages of the business right. still and there's pretty much you and your sister and uh, you know a couple of others maybe but um are are you are you busy is is your to do list crazy are you working 80 hours a week or you manage to kind of balance things how's your personal stage at the moment um i don't work 80 hours a week and uh, i mean i really feel bad that oh my god there are people out there who work 80 hours a week i i just work about uh, 45 to 50 hours a week I spend eight to ten hours on a daily basis on lead generation and learning. I am not busy at all because I have I have you know whenever we get a project, I delegate it, automate it, and then you know I just take care of the invoicing. So uh, I am again as I said I am not somebody who is going to work on the project, but the work that I am doing right now it's all about upskilling, how to make AI my friend. and how to generate leads these are the three things that i'm working on right now that's it bria well it's an inspiring story and congratulations on your incredible journey and uh we should certainly have another call when you reach that uh 70 staff member uh, definitely you know, maybe I, my perspective I, would be different yeah for sure no yeah it's amazing but you know i know you'll get there i think you can get there easily within within the year do you think you'll be there by the end of this year or within about 12 months from now my goal is to be there by the end of this year so yeah, yeah i have to you know make sure that i double my efforts and a lot of things but i'll get there i will get there <laughs> yeah very impressive and is your mum proud of you oh yes she is i mean she is very proud of me and i think that also makes me kind of uh, you know want to work more congratulations so ria of course i encourage people to reach out and to have a conversation and to see how offshoring outsourcing staffing can can help transform their business so if anyone wants to get in touch how can they do that Um, the best way to get in touch with me is um, via LinkedIn. Um, it's Ria Jane V A. The username is that. So you can you can reach out to me there or on my website namopadmavati dot com. Um, or you could just email me at Ria at namopadmavati dot com. So these are the best places to reach out to me. Fantastic. I'll I'll put all of those links in the show notes so people can uh, find those easily. And uh, Ria. Congratulations with your journey and the growth and uh, and good luck with the next 
That was Rhea Jane of Namo Padmavati. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And as always, if you want to email us, just send us an email to outsource to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.